1: Let's get a focus on young people today because young people going through lots of difficulties that perhaps generations gone by didn't have to face. Talking about issues to do with mental health. Well, Emily Dickinson is the Youth Vision WA Minister. So she has statewide responsibility and is interested in the issues to do with mental health and young people from a Christian perspective. Emily, welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Emily, you travel the nation, don't you, talking to various groups about young people and their mental health. Uh, What's the biggest challenges that you're presenting to youth leaders and church ministers about how they handle these things?
2: Yeah, I think that um, in general as a church, we've come a long way with understanding mental health, which I think is fantastic, but there's still some misconceptions out there about, you know, if you have enough faith, it'll all be okay. And and sure, God can heal, but we definitely need to understand like the ins and outs of mental health and to take away some of those bits of maybe confusion that we have or some of the myths that maybe we've believed as the church. So I think that we really need to, as a church, take hold of, you know, facing this, head on, to realize that it's real and it's relevant and and young people are facing mental health issues.
1: And of course the idea that maybe those mental health issues are happening outside of the church, that doesn't happen in our church but the statistics (laughs) might show that it actually does happen in lots of churches and lots of youth groups and a lot of youth ministers need to be well equipped to deal with mental health issues.
2: Definitely. You know, we sometimes don't know what to do so we back off we get a little bit afraid, and so maybe we pull away from young people that we don't quite understand what they're going through. Whereas if we, you know, educate ourselves um, and don't have fear, but actually God tells us to love people, you know, he doesn't say love people if they're healthy, the sick need a doctor. And so we, you know, we love people who are healthy, but also that have these issues, like we move towards them.
1: I guess there's lots of different issues that astute youth leaders and pastors are on the lookout for. For ordinary people who are sitting in the pews and they recognise or they hear that someone's going through a mental health issue, I guess just having some understanding of how to deal with that and how to respond is going to help everybody get on so much better.
2: For sure, definitely. I think um, moving towards those people and just actually asking the question hey, I've noticed that you've pulled out of these different ministries, or hey, I've noticed that maybe you're not as social as you used to be, sometimes feels like a really awkward conversation. And, you know, it might be, (laughs) but those people are worth asking the question, because often what happens is when people have mental health issues, they withdraw and nobody necessarily knows to come up to them or not because they kind of get these signs that say, leave me alone. But that person often feels really isolated and they need people to to move towards them and say, hey, I'm here for you. I don't know what you're going through, but let's talk about it.
1: You know, it's often hard enough for any ordinary person without a mental health issue to often fit into church life, to feel that level of acceptance. But if someone is going through an issue that they don't have a lot of control over, uh, that extra support that comes from people who are extending that hand of fellowship is extra important, isn't it?
2: Definitely, because it feels really lonely. And I think as as a church member... Um, It's very important to be okay with sitting in question marks. So for us to realize that, you know, it's okay if I have a mental illness, it's okay that I don't understand what's going on. But if there's a a person in my church dealing with one, it's also okay that I don't have answers because really connection is super important. It doesn't matter necessarily what we say. It's about that they're not alone.
1: And I guess when you come across people who are struggling with mental health issues in church, if we don't have... The right reaction. If we don't embrace and draw alongside those ones, the risk is that they'll drift out of church. And then when they're out of that body of believers, like an extended family, their life gets even harder, doesn't it?
2: Yes, for sure. Um, you know, people want Jesus to be relevant, and he is, um, but they also need people around them showing them the hands and feet of jesus like saying you know i'm right here with you we're doing this together so if nobody's there for them in the church they're going to find some either somebody outside the church or they're just going to say this isn't actually helpful god's not relevant to me
1: Emily, what are the top concerns that young people have uh, when it comes to uh, their mental illness and the things that they might struggle with, given that the statistics show that one in four people will suffer at some point from some level of mental illness?
2: Um, Anxiety is actually the most common mental condition in Australia. And actually, the youth um, survey through Mission Australia last year showed that 68% 68% of young people actually highly value their physical and mental health, which might surprise us. Um, an older generation, you know, we don't necessarily, it's kind of new to us, but the young people coming through, they highly value it. They're very aware of it.
1: You mentioned anxiety. How do you define anxiety? Because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a fear, but isn't it a fear that's sort of an enlarged fear, bigger than the problem really deserves? Is that the way you talk about anxiety?
2: Yep, definitely. So anxiety, you know, fear is normal. God has given us fear. It's a survival mechanism. We fight or flight, like it's, it's part of who we are. It becomes anxiety when it becomes out of proportion to the situation. So there might actually be a reason, but the anxiety, you know, if there's a job interview, for example, all of us get anxious. But when it becomes anxiety is when actually it stops us from doing what needs to be done. And it like stops our quality of life or just interferes with our quality of life. So it's excessive fear.
1: And I guess when when things don't go our way, if we're fearful about not getting that job or whatever circumstance, whatever situation, then the consequences of how you might feel or how you might feel as though you look to your peers can be a big issue today. Perhaps bigger than it's been in the past.
2: Yep it's very it's very important to look um, to peers. It's so so social being a teenager. And, you know, you've got to be ready to do life with people and support them. And when they want to hide themselves away because the world is scary, we need to be there.
1: Emily Dickinson is our guest. We're talking about young people and mental health, and particularly when it comes to the church. Emily is the Youth Vision WA Minister. We'll continue our conversation in just a few moments. We're back talking about young people and mental health and how this actually is part of regular local church life. Emily Dickinson is our guest. She's the Youth Vision WA minister and is responsible throughout the state of Western Australia uh, with Youth Vision and dealing with some of these sorts of issues where mental health issues are a challenge for the local church. Emily, we were talking about anxiety in that last segment, uh, but there's lots of different issues that young people are struggling with when it comes to mental health. Uh, what others rate among those top level
0: issues?
2: Um, obviously depression is a massive one Um, we see it on differing levels and and extremes of depression there's mild depression and there's severe depression Um, self-harm is pretty rampant these days Um, we see it often and it's it seems pretty scary um, for a lot of us we don't really know what to do Um, also eating disorders are quite um Common as well, so guys and girls, not just girls, which we assume, but those are those are some of the common ones right now that that are coming up in my world i 'm sure there's more
1: sometimes we hear of young people who are going through these challenges, these struggles, and we think, well they 'll just get over it uh, they 'll just come through that, and they 'll be fine does that does that sometimes happen or is uh, do they need help to get through
2: um, I would say. Obviously, every person is different, and some people possibly will just move past it. But um, I would never say ignore it. It's always something worth um, seeking help if it's severe. So you know, depression. The person could have just had a fight with their friend, um, but I've I've done counselling. I'm a social worker um, as well, and and you know, people have tried to commit suicide over a fight with friends. So don't ignore the fact that somebody's really struggling, or somebody might have some distorted thinking, where they, you know, have um, extremes in their life that they go to. You know, we can't ignore those things. So I would, I would say, sure, yep, people can get through it, but, but don't ignore thinking that's just a phase. It's real.
1: Do you think, for a lot of people in church life, we hear of someone who's having some issues with self-harm? or going through an eating disorder that somehow or other we think that's just a phase they're going through and we don't actually connect it to a mental health issue
2: yeah possibly I think especially eating disorders we probably think oh they're teenagers they just want to look good um, eating disorders actually has sometimes it is that they just want to look good but actually there is a very strong um, hold on the, on people with eating disorders in in a whole variety of ways so I don't know if you've ever seen, but there on, on line. there is actually something called pro anna, which is pro anorexia, and pro mia, which is pro bulimia. Um and there's things like thin spiration, they call it. Um, there's all kind of mantras that people have. So it's actually just not a, you know, I wanna look pretty. It's actually a a way of life for people with eating disorders sometimes. Like it, it's pretty strong. So um you know look into it eating disorders aren't something just to ignore they harm people's bodies when they're not healthy and not giving them food
1: and when we see that these things are happening in people's lives and sometimes you know in church life rumors get around and you know sometimes we might even call that gossip but mm-hmm. uh, but when we hear of these things that are happening of course the worst case scenario is that those mental health issues, lead to what you alluded to a few moments ago, the idea of suicide. None of us would want to see that happen in our own church community, but the risk is if we don't actually do something about an awareness of mental health, then these things can overtake us and they can become part of our church experience.
2: You know, when we see somebody who we think might be suicidal, I recommend completely asking them. Don't think that you're going to plant any ideas in their heads. They, you know, need to be able to tell somebody if they actually have these thoughts. Um, Holding them in just just festers them. And as a church, we need to be shining light in the darkness. And so if you think that somebody is suicidal, ask them. If they say yes, you need to find out, do they have an intent? So is it a yes that they want to do it? Do they have a plan? So is there some some plan that they have ready that if they get the chance they're going to do it? And do they have the means to put that plan into place? So, you know, is there a way that this is actually going to happen? So ask those questions. Find that out. Cause you need to know um, you know, how serious they really are about it and how likely it is that it can happen. And it won't be planting any ideas. It's actually shining light into, into dark spaces.
1: So if you ask the question and you get, no, 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 I'm fine, uh, then your mind can be put at rest. But if there is a hint there that there is some issues that are deep down, uh, then you've broken the ice, uh, perhaps you might need to get some help from your pastor, and then there might be people who can be referred, who might be professional counsellors who could become involved in that. But but breaking the ice, understanding what's going on, that's the first step to perhaps getting it out in the open and getting it resolved.
2: Yeah, for sure. Get it out in the open. Even if they say no, be ready to say, you know, if, if something changes because today might be completely different than tomorrow. If something changes, I'm here. Please trust me. You know, come talk to me. Let's do this together. Um, let's not let you kind of suffer in silence. But it- yes, definitely pull in, you know, counselors and support and don't do this alone. Get parents, you know, parents need to know if their child's at risk. Um, so if it is a yes, definitely put all the supports in place. Don't don't keep secrets of um, suicidal thoughts.
1: There's a lot of things that young people are involved in. Sometimes they're involved in behaviours that can lead to addictions. Uh, other times, uh, you know, anger issues, uh, bullying issues, yep. uh, these sorts of things, while we don't always think of those as being mental health related, they can be mental health related, can't they?
2: Oh, definitely. Bullying is actually a huge indicator of depression later in life and anxiety later in life, um, It doesn't necessarily mean that'll happen, but, you know, when somebody's got bullying or other things happening in their life, it does throw us off kilter. So it doesn't necessarily mean we are, like, destined to have depression, but it can cause us to have some mental health issues, even if it's only for that season, you know, like if if they're going through a a really hard time, it could just be that, that right then they have anxiety. They don't want to go to school. They don't want to get out of bed. They don't want to face the world because it's actually scary.
1: Emily, you're traveling around. You've got responsibility for churches in the state of Western Australia. You've been traveling to other states as well. What sort of things do you pick up from youth leaders, uh, do you feel as though they are equipped? Obviously, when they're probably seeing you, they are, they're becoming equipped uh, to help deal with these sorts of things. But, but the level of understanding of mental health issues among youth leaders, youth pastors, and, and even senior pastors, uh, how do you think that's all going in various churches around the nation?
2: Um, I think it depends on the church. If a church um, leadership values it, then they will often find ways to educate their leaders. So the youth leaders or, um, you know, the senior ministers, if, if they hop on board to it, there's definitely information out there that they grab and take hold of. I mean, Mental Health Week just happened a few weeks ago. So there's all kinds of information. It's a matter of does it get funneled into our churches?
1: Is there value for people visiting your website for Youth Vision WA? Is there value there going to the website, making a connection with you when it comes to these sorts of issues?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, there isn't a ton of information on the website about mental health in youth ministry, um, just because Youth Vision is broader than that. But I am, my details are on the website, and definitely it's worth getting in touch with me if you wanted to chat through some things. Because every story is different, but often there's similarities that come through. That you know, even just bouncing some ideas off somebody is helpful.
1: Well, Emily, I'll give the website, uh, and your name, of course, is Emily Dickinson uh, from Youth Vision WA. You are the Minister for Youth Vision WA. The website address is yvwa.com.au. Emily, great getting your insights. Uh, Keep up the great work. Thanks so much for sharing your heart with us today
0: here on 2020.
2: Thank you for having me.